What's up, guys? Rick here with my betting and one and done preview for this week's PGA Championship. That's right. Uh, if you've been saving your golfers in one and done, now might be the time to deploy them. And what I think is most interesting about this week is it's not the Masters. The Masters, we saw pretty short odds on everybody because it's a smaller field. It's played the same course every single time. Uh, but here, odds makers have really embraced the volatility of 156 golfers at a course that we have not seen in nine years. And the odds are pretty juicy. You can get some good numbers out there, especially for some of the bigger names in the field. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about outrights. Uh, we'll see some buy low, sell high type of golfers. We'll talk about head-to-head -head matchups, and then we'll wrap with some one-and-done considerations for where you're at in your league. I don't know. There's probably other stuff to talk about. Uh, DFS preview's already out. Go to rickrungood.com slash bets for offers from your local book. I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff, but let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into this week's PGA Championship. All right, here it is, the tournament simulator. If you've never seen this before, this is on rickrungood.com, as is everything that you see. That's my website, as you probably could have guessed. And I've simulated the results of this tournament 1,000 times. I've then compared them to the uh, odds uh, from, in this, in this instance, DraftKings Sportsbook, and we're seeing where there is value. Obviously, you might have uh, different numbers and different odds and just act accordingly. Uh, and the simulation results for me had Justin Thomas coming out on top. 9.3% of the time, he won the tournament. Bryson won at 9.1% of the time. So those two very close to the top. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and John Rahm rounded out the top five. All of them, and the only ones, over 7% to win this golf tournament. You know, JT, uh, for me... I actually find a lot of safety and security in Justin Thomas, not necessarily through his game, but through the, the style of golf that he plays. He's incredibly on brand. He is going to be phenomenal from tee to green. We know that. The question is going to be the putter. Uh, is it going to be a zero putting week and he wins the golf tournament or is he going to lose three, four, five strokes and he finishes you know, he can even finish T18 losing five strokes. He's the only guy in the world who can do it. So I actually find a lot of safety and security in betting in, on Justin Thomas. And, you know, he's 15 or 16 to one, depending on where you're looking. Um, it is not necessarily a number that I have uh, invested in at the moment. I think there's kind of better situations, but I certainly could not blame you for, for, for going out and investing your hard-earned cash in, in Justin Thomas. The next guy, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I have more concerns uh, than the simulator does. You know, I, I just think there are better places to deploy him. We'll talk about that in just a second. So I'll go down to Jordan Spieth, and, and I have to admit, uh, Spieth is the guy that I've bet this week. Uh, so remember, uh, two weeks ago, came on here and said, if you think Rory McIlroy is interesting for the PGA Championship, you have to bet him now because if he goes out and he plays well at Quail Hollow at the Wells Fargo Championship, his number is going to be slashed. It made me look very smart because that is exactly what happened. Uh, Rory McIlroy wins the Wells Fargo Championship and his odds for the PGA Championship come down dramatically. So in most places, he's 11 to 1, 12 to 1, you might, 10 maybe in some places. Um, oh, I'm sitting on a 23 to 1 ticket and I know a lot of you are as well. So it has kind of taken the the decision out of my hands for Rory McIlroy this week, which if, if you were asking me to make a bet this week, it probably would not be Rory. It would probably be Jordan Spieth, 14, 15, 16 to one in some places. If you get a really good number, maybe down at Circa, you can get them at 18 to one, but you got to fly to the strip if you want to do that. Um, I'm a numbers guy. You guys know that. And, and really, you got to look at the numbers here. And Jordan Spieth grades out 
beautifully everywhere. Now, the last time I talked about a guy like this was Patrick Cantlay, the Players' Championship, and he went out and missed the cut, and he's been broken ever since. So take it for what it's worth. But uh, since the start of 2021, five months, five months, Jordan Spieth has been the best player on the PGA Tour, and it has not been particularly close. If you look at strokes gain total, he's the only golfer gaining over two strokes per round. The gap between him at number one and the golfer at number two is the same gap between number two and number 10. He is lapping the field. He's doing it in a way that is sustainable. His approach play, where he has just been flushing it like he's Colin Morikawa. He has the short game magic. He is creative enough to win at a course like Kiowa, where maybe the wind starts kicking up. There's definitely going to be some interesting and some tricky situations. Uh, To me, all signs point to Jordan Spieth I don't know what you want to call it. Playing well, contending, winning golf tournaments is hard. I only think he's going to do it about 7% of the time, but I love the way things are trending for Jordan Spieth. Anecdotally, uh, further down the board, he actually didn't do very well in my simulations at all, but Daniel Berger, to me, sets up like a really great option. I think I talked about him a little bit on the DFS preview, but let me pull up his holy grail here. So here are Daniel Berger's uh, recent results. And what I love about Berger is his path to the top of the leaderboard is much wider than a lot of other golfers and much wider than a lot of people expect it to be. He is so good in every category that he has this built-in base that is almost like a top 10 or a top 15 every single week. You look at when he has really ceiling weeks, even last week at the AT&T Byron Nelson, he finished third. That's awesome. Only gained two strokes putting. When he won at Pebble Beach, he only gained two and a half strokes putting. When he finished runner-up at the FedEx St. Jude, only one and a half. Uh, He has this ability to get hot with the putter, but he doesn't need to. So that means his path to success is incredibly wide. Um, I I love him in in a lot of situations. 30 to one is the number that I'm seeing on him at the moment. I I just think that he, he, he offers so much more than people give him credit for. And then a guy who who did do well in my simulations, Patrick Reed, uh, I have him winning this about 4.8% of the time. You know, we know that Reed is a big game hunter. We know that he has the short game magic. If there was, you know, anybody I would want to hit a a difficult short-sided shot in a major championship, it would be Patrick Reed. It's just kind of the different path. There's a couple different paths, I think, to success this week. Be a bomber, hit so many greens that you don't have to worry about the short game. I'm not sure that's necessarily the correct path. The other path is Patrick Reed or a lot of these short game specialists uh, leaning into that, having a good week, keeping it in play off the tee, and ending up winning this golf tournament. So those are the guys that I've really focused on. And then, um, you know, the longer shot guys, you know, I mean, Pretty bullish on Hideki. Talk about that in just a second. Uh, the ball strikers like Corey Connors, Paul Casey are certainly interesting. Shane Lowry and, and Brian Harmon, they're kind of a different breed um, that, I would, that I would be considering for this week. But um, what I love about the PGA Championship and, and, and golf in general is there's, there's so many different ways to, to wager on it. Uh, you know, we talk often about outrights and top fives and top tens, and we're going to talk about matchups in a second, but um, stock market DFS is, is getting bigger and bigger. There these, these, the, the site that I use jock market, it is, it is growing like crazy. They just took on a bunch of new funding and uh, it's making these, these markets more liquid. So what you do is you bid on golfers on Wednesday night. Um, you then can trade them, buy and sell them over the course of the tournament. So if a guy get off, gets off to a bad start, maybe you buy shares of him on Thursday, or maybe your guy has a 36-hole lead and you think he can't hold on, you sell him on Friday evening. There's just It just sets up really well for it. So what I wanted to do was put together 
um, some buy low and sell high candidates for this week and dive into four, uh, four other guys uh, more in depth at how they might look for this week. I am super bullish on Hideki Matsuyama this week because I think the sentiment around our Masters champion does not match the way that he can play this week. He is uh, coming in at 35 to 1, and I was pretty worried about the Byron Nelson last week, his first start since the Masters, but the metrics that he put up were absolutely phenomenal. He was great off the tee. He was great on approach. He even gained strokes putting, which has become a bit of a trend for Hideki Matsuyama, who has gained strokes putting in five of his last eight starts, something that would, would have been unheard of if you told me uh, a year ago that Hideki has done something like that. And the only thing that went wrong at the Byron Nelson was around the green. He lost four and a half strokes around the green. That was by far his worst performance in my database. It is very unlikely that happens again. So Hideki looking good heading into this week's PGA Championship. I'm targeting a, a IPO price of seven $7.50 for him to break even. He would have to finish 20th or better. And the best part about jock market is that you get paid on every single spot moving forward. So if you get him at $7.50 and he, and he finishes 10th or 8th or 7th, you're going to make more money on each one of those shares. And then I'm going to down to the penny stocks. Dean Burmeester, he enters this week at 400 to 1 to win the golf tournament, but I'm, I'm not going to ask him to do that. I'm basically only going to ask him to finish 52nd or better with an IPO target of $3. And again, there's probably no other place that you could get access to, you know, is this guy going to finish 52nd or better? I'm not asking Dean Burmeester to do too much, but I think he is certainly capable of doing this. He's a South African whose home tour is the European tour, and he is on a roll right now in the last three weeks. He's won an event. He's finished fourth, and he finished sixth at the British Masters in his last starts just one week ago. So I'm looking at Burmeester, a guy who hits the ball a long way. He's never finished outside the top 10 in driving distance on the European tour in any season since he's joined, uh, and will be able to tap into some of that recent form to finish, hey, top 50 would make you money if you can get them for $3 a share. A couple of big names that I'm concerned about or willing to sell high on. Let's start with Bryson DeChambeau. He is uh, you know, having one of the most interesting stretches of golfs that we've seen. The big concern for me around Bryson is uh, his inability to hit his approach shots right now. He's really been losing strokes and a lot of them the last couple of weeks. That is one thing that you are going to have to be precise when you get to the ocean course. And we've seen a lot of head scratching and knee slapping and shaking the head from Bryson DeChambeau in recent weeks. And I just think that when you get to a major championship, a lot of people want to fire up their studs. They want to go out and get the big boys and pay a steep price for each one of those shares, but I'm saving Bryson for maybe a time in, in, the, in the schedule where his form is a little bit better or where it might play into his strengths a little bit more. Hint, hint, Tory Pines. So that's where I'm going to save Bryson for. I'm targeting him for $8 a share. That would put a break-even point at 18th. And while I certainly think he can accomplish that, I just think that the sentiment of, of Bryson DeChambeau will take his Wednesday evening price over $8. So he is probably a guy that is not going to fit much into my portfolio. 
And then finally, Dustin Johnson enters the week as one of the favorites, 18-1. to And I'm just a little bit worried about DJ. What I'm seeing from him recently is what I call whack-a-mole. You know, one week it's the driver. The next week he's struggling with the putter. And the week after that, he can't figure out his wedges. And what we've seen from other top players is that when they're playing whack-a-mole, it's tough to put it all together. There's just constantly something going wrong. And Dustin Johnson, to his credit over his career, has normally foreshadowed when he is going to have success. You see the trends line, trend lines coming. We are not seeing that right now, and I believe that we're going to have a pretty steep price for him when this IPO phase closes on Wednesday evening. I'm trying to get him around $11, which would actually give Dustin Johnson uh, a, a top 10 to make me money, but I don't know if he'll, if he'll go for that cheap. So I'm going to keep a close eye on DJ this week, and even $11 might be a little bit generous. If you have not signed up for Jock Market, I highly encourage you to do so. You can use the code RICK50. That will give you a $50 deposit bonus. Things are going super well for the Jock Market team right now. They just raised $10 million in new capital. They're growing like a weed. I'm happy to just be a part of a very small part of it. And uh, it's a fun, it's it's a fun and different and unique fantasy way to play and golf is absolutely perfect for it so check it out and uh win some money i absolutely love it uh 8 15 p.m eastern time on the rick run good youtube channel is the jock market power hour we will be live for the final hour of ipo so certainly join us for that and let's go over to the head-to-head uh, betting matchup tool this is one of my just absolute favorite tools because it really just looks at the likelihood that one golfer beats another golfer in a four round matchup and you can adjust the time frame to anything that you would like. So let's take a peek at some of these options here. Let me find a good one or two. This one I find very interesting. Emiliano Grillo and Charlie Hoffman both have been much better than I think people realize. Hoffman's been one of the better players of the year, but I have my date range open to 2020. So I wonder how... That's going to impact things. Okay, so since the start of 2020, I do have Charlie Hoffman winning this 54% of the time, which would make him about minus 117. Now, he is the favorite in my model. He is not the favorite on DraftKings, but he's minus 110. Not sure that this is entirely a bet, although I wonder if you change this to the start of 2021, how much different this looks. A little bit different. Okay, Charlie Hoffman moves to 58%, which would make him minus 138, and then that probably does become a bet because you're talking about 28 points there. So if you think if you're if you're comfortable using the the 2021 version of this model, Charlie Hoffman uh, would seemingly be a good bet. This other one here, right below it, I'm looking at Brian Harmon and Cameron Tringale. Uh, Harmon's been a lot better. His short game is magic. Tringale's been more of an all around good play for the last, I don't know, year or so. Uh, Since the start of 2021, I have Brian Harmon winning this pretty significantly. 59% of the time, I think he should be minus 145. He's minus 114. In fact, both he and Tringali are minus 114. So Brian Harmon, pretty big favorite here. Again, 60%, not that that's a huge favorite. Now, if you go back longer term, uh, that's when Tringale starts to make his move. Um, That is when he becomes the very, very slight favorite, 51%. So if you're looking more recent... Since the start of 2021, Harmon would be your guy. Uh, if you're if you're looking a little bit longer term, this is probably a no bet. You probably can't bet either one of these golfers. Oh, here's a great one: Bryson minus 118 over Jordan Spieth at minus 110. I I mean, since the start of 2020, uh, 2021, I imagine Spieth's going to beat everybody. 
Let's see. Oh, yeah. 59% over Bryson DeChambeau. He should be minus 149. So that's not even particularly close. If we go back further, this is going to shift to Bryson in a huge way. Yeah. So if we go back to the start of 2020, Bryson went at 75% of the time. So you can see, I mean, the drop-off for Spieth and then the way that he's been coming back. So... Since this, if you if you like what you've seen, in, if five months is a big enough sample size for you, you should probably bet Jordan Spieth as the. I mean, technically he's the underdog, but he's minus one ten. But Bryson's a little bit longer than that, so uh, Spieth would be the bet if you like that side of it. One and done. Let's start with the run good one and done update. I'm trying. I'm trying to make my way back into the top twenty. I'm currently twentieth. I had Sam Burns last week. I think there was eight or nine of us that had Sam Burns. That was the most that anybody got. Uh, but Nash, the Flash, still out in front. Twelve point one million. Caster, Joshua, Graybo, Chappy Chaps, and Jay Key rounding out the top five. Ugri and a storm of Shanks, the only golfers above ten million. And then Riggs at nine million nine hundred ninety-seven thousand. So hopefully, Riggs, you can get into the ten million million dollar club this week uh, and hopefully I can too I'm 1.1 away uh, but when we're looking at options for this week in the one and done um, it's obviously a massive prize pool I believe it is 1.9 million to the winner let me confirm that real quick yeah, 1.98 million, so basically 2 million up top. And um, this is a lot of strategy this week. You know, we are, in most cases, uh, in the second half of your one and done, we've we've gone through a couple of major championships. Well, I guess depending on when you've started. Um, so you got to consider who's left. If you, if you have a way to look up, uh, how many of your golfer or how many of your peers have used certain golfers? I think that makes a lot of your decisions for you. So, for example, in the in the run good one and done, you look at some of the big names at the top. Uh, John Rahm, who is you know the, the has the second shortest odds to win this golf tournament, has been used by 275 out of 363 owners. What's that like 75 percent? So guys who who might want to use John Rahm this week can't even. So if you are trying to make up ground and you want access to a stud. Rom might be your guy. I understand the concerns around the putter. That's just since he made the switch to Callaway. If he can figure that out, the rest of the game is absolutely sublime. Uh, after that, I'm, I'm just kind of going through the big names here. Um, you know, Rom has been used 275 times. Let's see. Uh, Dustin Johnson has been used 200 times. Pretty big gap there. Jordan Spieth, 204. Bryson, 201. A lot of guys in that same range. Rory has been used a bit less. Rory's down here at 174. So what I imagine kind of happening here is I think that uh, Rory is going to be the, the popular play. I think Rory and Spieth are going to eat up a lot of the picks at the top. And I think that's warranted. I think if you are front running and you have access to these guys, it's Rory time. It is Spieth time. Roll them out. No worries. If you're looking to make up ground and you have John Rom available to you, that might be a really interesting way to do it. If you have Bryson DeChambeau available to you, I imagine that most people are going to save Bryson for Tory Pines. Uh, I have concern or even save John Rom for I mean John Rom might be if you are like a, trying to make up ground, John Rom might be the guy. You're people are either saving him for Tory or they've already used him. There's not going to be a lot of um super positive sentiment about him. He's he's rarely going to kill you. He's got like eight top 10s in 13 events, something crazy like that. Maybe it's more, maybe it's 9 out of 13. Uh he might be the guy. Bryson I think would be a bit riskier just because of he is inherently way more risky, and um, I think I do think saving him for something like Tory is is much more valuable. Other popular picks this week, I assume, will be 
Hovland. If you wanted to pivot off Hovland, go back to our um, our, our 2020 champion, Colin Morikawa, who is trending in the right direction. If you are looking for someone further down the board, you need kind of a... Um, a real contrarian pick. I don't mind Cam Smith. He kind of has a complete all-around game. He's been contending quite a bit. Uh, you could go with some of the ball strikers, Corey Connors or Paul Casey. I mean, this is really, there's really, of course, a lot of options in this deep field. Um, I think in some of the one-and-dones I'm in, I'm in that that high roller, $1,000 uh, one-and-done. I don't, I think I have Rory available, so I'll probably roll Rory out um, and go from there. But you got you got to go take your crack at two million bucks, and uh, if you can get it, certainly going to help you in a big way. Play your position. It's the time of year where we are playing our position. All right, there you go. The betting and one and done preview for this week's PGA Championship is going to be an absolute banger down there at Kiowa Islands. Cannot wait. Tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week, and I'll talk to you guys soon.